Episode 21 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner by Average Runners. We've uh, nearly got a full house this week. We've got Fraser Barden, aka Mr. Beachfront, uh, Nathan, the Mountain Goat Barden, and Steve, the Spartan Sparling. Hey. (laughs) And myself, Wooly. Might have Brad joining, but we'll uh, add him as he comes in. How are you all going, boys? Good. Good shit. Too bad. Too bad. Not that much. Do you want to go first then, Fraze? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's obviously school holidays. We've got the kid at the kids this week. Um, just done a few couple of runs on the treadmill. That's about it. That's been working. Entertaining the kids. That's about it, really. Yeah. Hey Fraser, you run the next day after your stack. How'd that go? Yeah, it weren't too bad. Like sort of stung a little bit with the yeah. sweat and stuff, but yeah, yeah. Nah, it's all pretty much healed up now. It's all scabbed and still come off. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. Good healing. Cause a couple of them like cuts look like they might be infected. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, it's uh, I kept putting like betadine and stuff on it. So it healed up pretty yeah. quick. But when um, I went to the ambulance guy after the race, he pretty much cleaned it all up really well. Uh, yeah. that's the key I'll in it getting it. crap out then you yeah. don't have to worry about it getting infected yeah that's it and now, I, I took the bandages off my knee uh, that Sunday evening and then yeah just left it all there and, and that's so yeah but it was hard to wear trousers and stuff but I had to wear shorts all week who else has done a decent week of training you boys are both Nathan and Steve you've done quite a bit I know Brad's done loads that's why a shame he's not logged in yet, but anyway. Yeah, he's had a good week, 50k or something, hasn't he? Yeah, and some yeah. good runs, some good sessions in there. Yeah, I, I've had a pretty... I'll uh, just do recap my show, because I've had a pretty uh, easy week, I suppose, because um, I've been doing a bit of bike work. So, um, when, what was... Oh, I don't even know how to start the week off. Uh, that was here me. we go. I did 30k on the bike. Yeah, yeah, that's good. On the yeah. on yeah, on the indoors spin bike in 52 minutes. So I had pretty good cadence speed going. I was just trying to show Matilda that she sits on the bike and goes quite slow. And like in half an hour, she only do 10k. So you've got to be spinning your legs quicker. Mm. And that'll just get you faster and you'll burn more calories. You know, you'll you'll get more K's done. Um then Tuesday, um my new Phoenix Six turned up. Woo! Yeah. Purchase yeah. of the week. And yeah. uh, I did 7K with that at um, 5 minutes 45 a K. So I was pretty happy with because it all uh, just around the block on that. Um, I've got that watch, next Nate. Day. It's, a, it's a great watch, mm-hmm. hey, but it is pretty heavy. Have you got the six? Yeah. 
Do you reckon it's yeah, heavy? It's, like, it's, first thing I thought yeah. when I put it on my wrist, I was like, shit. Tilled got hold of it and she went, oh, dunk. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it is. A, but I like it, though, that it's that big. Yeah. And you get used uh, I'm looking to it. forward to using You don't know just yeah. once you got the hang of it. I'm, I haven't actually used the, like, Steve's map, uh, Spartan's map thing on it. It looks great. And so I'm looking forward to using that at the um, at the weekend for the race. Although there's, like, 89 points and it says, oh, there's too many points. And, you know, that you can only have so many. So apparently you still can track where you're going, but it would only tell you that you're off course, not how many, how long to the next point, which is oh, fine yeah, with okay. me, as long yeah. as I know if I'm on course yeah. or not. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying the watch. So, um, yeah, I like it. But um, here we go. And then um, next day I did uh, 10.5K at 5.52K. Heart rate was staying pretty low. So I think the heart rate reading on this is probably better, unless it's just a psychological thing, you know. Um, I, think, I, I, don't, think, yeah. I don't think the other watch was picking up properly, I don't reckon. Nah, it never used to. And then I said, you know, like at the start of the run, I'd be doing 150, my same rate pace, but my right heart rate was 158. And then I'd get, you know, after 10K, I'd be coming down the road and it would be like my heart rate would be 128. I was like, oh. mm. you know, I was yeah. going just the same. You know, it's faster as well. It's not faster. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. uh, um, and I think that it's more accurate with your pace and everything because I was going, man, my heart rate's only like 140 and I'm cracking along at five minutes 30 at one point, so I just think it's just a better watch, just a better watch picks up everything better, yeah, yeah. Um, then Saturday, the 20k on the bike indoors to warm up, watching uh, Steve's wife, uh, and watching the marathon, so um, on the half marathon, sorry, at the Gold Coast. So I was sitting there watching, watching that. And then I went on the treadmill cause it was raining. I did a 5k run. I just don't want to go out and slip over in the wet or get sick and that. Yeah. So I just rugged up, sweated a lot in the garage, 5k on the treadmill, only easy. I can't go that fast on a treadmill. Like I only go at six minutes a K and that seems quite fast. And then I did a 5k um, walk at 10% incline with the weighted vest on and i haven't weighed it yet it's a good probably good five six kilos um and that took 55 minutes but that was good on that really did tax the lesson the hammy so um sort of how's that feel uh, after that like just getting rid of that weight in the incline you must feel take the weight off <laughs> take the weight taking the weight off it really does make a difference yeah but i really i was just using my arms power like pretend i was power walking yeah, on, on the yeah. hill. Sometimes I'd go a bit fast up to six minute, six K an hour. Then I'd drop down to five. Then I'd go, I'd usually average sit on about 5.4 kilometers yeah. an hour. Um, yeah. And then yesterday we went down early start, early doors, went down to the goal to see Steve and uh, Brad gave me uh, the bike with the seat from hell. And um, we just <laughs> cranked along and I ended up doing 33 and a half K on the, on the mountain bike. So I'll tell you what, my legs, when I got out of the car and we got back, were I like, oh, definitely know I've been out uh, doing something. So 33 and a half K on the, on the mountain bike uh, and didn't crash it. Touchwood was, uh, was, was pretty lucky at the speed we were going. I was trying not to run people over and not get pulled over by coppers. Um, and it was pretty good, a little adventure and not, and not drop my four grand camera oh, yeah. at the same time as well. Making me nervous so, yeah, we, yeah, we had a good, um, a good, uh, not a bad week, really. I suppose trying to taper. Um, I haven't run today, and I'll, I'll uh, 
maybe I'll just run five or so K tomorrow and that might be the last or, and then walk on the treadmill, be it or the spin bike, do a bit of spin bike, I think, just to take, kick the legs over. Yeah. I wonder how many calories you're burning when you're doing those walks with the weighted vest and that. Is there, is there a way you can do that on the watch? You share. I did have my, I tried to calibrate my watch with the treadmill, but I don't, when I started, the, I started it at the same time I was running. I was only a, about a hundred or so meters off with the, but I think when I was looking at my watch, you're not running. So oh, yeah, it picked up that maybe I wasn't taking a step. Motion. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I left us, uh, it probably did, I deleted the, the activity, but it would have counted because of your heart rate, it counts you how many calories you burn. So like that, that was a, that was a um, 55 minutes of walking. Um, and the heart rate was getting up there pretty, pretty good. So I reckon I've burnt a fair few hundred calories. It's constantly uphill with extra weight too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I didn't run any of it. I just walked it, but um, yeah, it's pretty good. Put me, I, and I went, I ran and did the walk in um, the shoes I'm wearing at the weekend. So I was just giving them a oh, bit of yeah, extra yeah. time on my feet, yeah. you know, getting used to them. So Brad, um, Brad do, referred, do you feel, to, you. Do... Brad referred to you as the Tour de France rider down at the Gold Coast. He reckons he, he mentioned something about, I used to ride a bit and then you took off. <laughs> He's like, well, I said, yeah. Because <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I thought I could take my, I was bring my mountain bike. In hindsight, what we should have done is take a, my motor. We're easy, got the bikes in the back, and he could have. I've got, I've got like a really good mountain bike and a second bike, which is not mine. My part, um, it's my old old bike, but would have been just as good. But um, uh, yeah, I just I said to him, I used to race mountain bikes, and I was just off. But I was just trying to catch Steve up because we missed missed Steve, and I was trying to catch him up. And I was, I got to the eleven k mark, and I was like, I still hadn't caught the three hour um, pace. And I'd caught the three minute, three hour, 10 pace. And I was like, oh, I can't be that far. And I saw Matt Flannery. And I said, where's Woolly? He goes, he's down there about 10 minutes. <laughs> so I was like, try not to rub people over. Try not to get them pulled over coppers. And in the end, I went, oh, this is just getting dangerous and stupid. And I'm going to have to race all the way back as well. So I just just called it quits and, and just sort of. Is it easy to get around on that on the bike or not to watch? You've, um, it, it's not, but you've got to go. Oh, when they were coming up to go over the bridge, uh, coming up into like when you come up to surfers and that, you know, you go to the bridge over the waterway. Mm. What happens is you're taking up the whole road, but you swing around, you do a bit of an S shape, but then you take the right hand lane, which is would be the, the southbound traffic lane. And the other lane, the other side is open for traffic. So I went, oh shit, this isn't going to work. I had to then, so I saw up ahead and went across, went onto the footpath. And then I could go back onto the road, but you've got to be a bit sneaky. And every time I come up to coppers and the marshals, I wouldn't look them in the eye. I'd be looking at the athletes. Like I was, I was meant to be an official there. I had a helmet on, had a bell on my bike. So I knew I wasn't going to get done for not having that. You know, they would have gone, Oh, a copper could have gone. No, you haven't got a bell. There's a fine. There's a $50 fine for that. And everything. Every time I, I'd slow down, I had my camera hanging around my neck. I had a red top on. So uh, Brad said, you look pretty official. Yeah. And I just, look, would be, as like they were coming proper, up to coppers, um, I wouldn't look at the, you I look just like look a at the photographer. Yeah. yeah. I just look at the athletes. Like I was like shepherding someone because a lot of the athletes, like the first woman had a, sh a cyclist with her and then the, and a motorbike. And then they all, every um, 
wheelchair athlete had a yeah. cyclist with them as well. Yeah. And they were all so, scattered throughout the field, weren't they? So you yeah, sort of yeah. could get away with it. Yeah. And I just took it easy and was just making sure I was like not being a dick and being stupid. And then sometimes you'd have to go right the other side of the road. And then I'd see you coming up, people would be going for the water. So I'd have to I'd like sneak out and get the in the middle of the road then. So then I wasn't in the way of them getting water. I'd have to um hit the come up onto the um onto the footpath, a bit of footpath and that. But you just have to be a you've got to be pretty good with a bike yeah. just needed a high-vis vest and the press sticker on the back i, I was gonna take i was gonna put my high-vis vest on i thought i'd definitely get away with it and have a lanyard <laughs> hanging around my neck a light blue i would have just i could have just got in anywhere and it's a way to do it i've done that before mate with lanyards made one yeah. up and you could just walk it and if you've got a big two big cameras on you and a high-vis vest you're gonna walk in virtually anywhere like, it's surprising wow not that I said that. <laughs> apparently, apparently you can do that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a big pause after that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's a good. It was good fun. I'll tell you what, that was a, it. Was definitely good um, riding alongside and that keeping Steve company. And if he needed his uh, oh, uh, anything, it was a lifesaver. You know. It was just. And I was telling him, I'll let this gels coming up. There's a chick coming up with gels. You know, yeah. like grab a gel if you want yeah, one. That's cool. Um, that's cool. Oh, and there's water coming up. There's fix coming up as well if you want that. And there's water after it. So he knew that, you know, I could, I could yeah. see you a bit higher on a bike and out, could see it. So, but it looked like you tried to get some water at some points and you were, um, oh, we, we'll talk about it in the race, but you looked like you were trying to get some water. You couldn't get to it because there's people in the, in the yeah. way and you want to be quick, don't you? Some, some people are just like inconsiderate, like they get to the water and almost stop. And you know, there's people rolling through behind you, like just grab mm. it and keep going. Like, yeah, easy to knock someone over. That's why it's good to sometimes just aim for the last table. And at least, you know, most of the slow people who, or the ones who are like really being careful and choosy about what they pick up, the last table yeah. is usually free. And, and you untouched. were getting it with your finger, weren't you? Were you grabbing just, it with, like, with yeah, your finger in the top? Like yeah. that, just pinching it. That worked. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. I mean, mm. it's hard. You don't get all of it, you don't get all no. of it down, but. How was your week, Steve? Because you're sort of starting to taper a bit now. Yeah, so oh, yeah, I'm start, starting back at the Trek to Health, uh, sort of um, the Trek to Health week a few, what's that, five or six weeks ago. We was basically made sure we sort of hit a 1,000 metres elevation, at least one good run a week. So we oh, we did, that. did? No, it was only three weeks ago, wasn't it? That 45K? No, uh, the Trek to Health one at Bunyan. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that CJ. Was a good five weeks ago, yeah. So that was my peak week. That was 89 Ks. And then since then I had an easier week and then um, uh, sort of on a roll of 78 and then 79 and 75. And this, this past week I did 73. So just a little bit less, but still hit 1200 mm -hmm. meters elevation. So um, yeah. yeah. So I only, only run five days. It didn't, didn't feel <laughs> as much as what I did, but I guess overall I did a, did the run with wax last um the Sunday before we did 22 Ks out the front at 507 pace. And then I did a run with Kylie after. So that was a 26 K day. So on the Monday I did a, a recalibrated the treadmill. It says just to do it every now and then, which is like one and a half Ks, I think is the minimum. It won't let you go. It won't let you do it unless you run that fast. So if you stop your watch at a K, it just say save. It won't let you calibrate. Um, and then I did like a, another run afterwards, a six K run um just to to finish off just to get the legs all right and tuesday didn't run just busy um on wednesday me and wax hooked up again we did a loop out 
the front of um, his place. Obviously, his place is anywhere near the waterfront. And, um, I've been record. substituted. You see, you see, Willie Fraser. I've been substituted for Brad now. No, 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 it's not a favorite, no substitute. Favorite just running he, buddy. He had, he had the day off, mate. So I just said, oh yeah, let's go for a run. Um, we did we did 15 k's out there, just uh, along Clontarf, and then back through Margate, Redcliffe, and then the back way um, back to his house. And that's what I, I started noticing everyone's GPS playing up about then last Monday, Tuesday. Mine played up that day. I don't know. It said it said everything was right, ready to go, and I pressed go, and it started me off about three blocks from Wax's house. <laughs> we we still finished the Wax's house, but where it started, it was nowhere near where we started. So I don't know. I reckon um, it's the cloudy weather. Don't know, but everyone's is everyone's playing up. Yeah, mm. you look at at least. Yeah, Kim Dingwall's the first person to message me. He says everyone's is doing it today, and I started looking on that Tuesday or Wednesday. It was yeah, there's heaps of people on Wednesday playing up. And there's, yeah. there's heaps of people at the Gold Coast Marathon that had little. If you like, show the the map and a bit of following the coastline. Next minute, there's a there's a a map going out to the water or a map. Yeah, a, a little bit of line going inland and then back on course again so there's this little bit like you said you lost like 20 seconds on one of those kilometers you know yeah. but um yeah so yeah the next next day after running with wax i did um another treadmill run because we got my next race after the guzzlers is like um i've booked in for bridge to brisbane 10k i still want to beat my time from last year of 53 uh, 43 minutes so i did a simulation and i just looked at the elevation plot so basically as i run i just changed the incline um up to six percent for the hills and um some of there's out of the inner city bypasses where i had to go back to a walk last year i think i was running at like 403 or 405 pace and then you run down into a hole and that's the 8k marker at the bottom of the hill and then you got to climb out for like 800 meters it's just a gradual climb but just a constant and i think about halfway along that about three or four hundred meters in on buddy spew and i went back to a walk and then sort of, like, what am I doing? And just sort of started jogging again. She should never walk, eh? Just slow down, but not walk. Yeah. Um, Hard to get going. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I did a pretty good hit out on the treadmill. Tested it out anyway. And that, that was at um, 4.21 pace, 43 minutes, 30 for 10K. So, it was pretty good. Just adjusting the pace and elevation over the, the 10K. Um. There's a, a I read somewhere, I heard somewhere that I reckon when you run on a treadmill, you should at least have it at one percent because yeah. um yeah. the road is never dead flat and running at like zero um yeah. isn't realistic. They always reckon you should run it at like one percent, but yeah, zero yeah, percent feels like you're free falling, like with no weight. Yeah. Does that make Almost sense? I don't know, like... are probably... yeah. yeah. So oh, even half percent. Oh yeah, have it like half of even a half. Feels like normal, eh? I mean, yeah, because then if you have it on one for a bit, then you go down to zero. Yeah, it's like feel like you're running downhill. Yeah, like yeah, just a slight descent yeah. almost. It's the yeah. same with shoes, isn't it? When you know, they say, "Oh, there's there's a four mil drop in the shoe, and that one's yeah. got a zero drop." Or oh, you shouldn't go to a zero drop straight. You think four mil is like so small over a, like the length of your foot? You go, "Well, how's that going to make any difference?" But it really can. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's quite mm. surprising. So, yeah, when I when I jump on there and start, I, I think and within the first bit after pressing go, I usually just press the half percent. Just it, you can feel it. I don't know zero. Oh, do you? What's that? You don't notice it after a while. You just no, right. but if, it's when you go back the other way to zero, you think yeah. it just feels right. like you're running downhill on zero. So yeah, half percent 
I don't know, it could simulate a breeze even, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just yeah. a bit of resistance. So that's all it is, I think, just a bit of resistance, the same trying to simulate the outdoor environment. But, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. If you run on zero, it just feels too easy. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so then, yeah, I had a rest day after that treadmill session. Um, Saturday, did I was supposed to be pacing Chris Curtis, you know, the big unit from our yeah. um, podcast run. He was trying to break yeah. 21 minutes at park run. Um, and he messaged me at five past six to say that he wasn't coming. He had a head cold and didn't want to get – and it was raining Saturday. So he didn't want to get sick any further. And he said, we'll just postpone it for another weekend. Yeah. I said, yeah, that's cool. So I jumped on board and um, chased um, the 20-minute pacer at Park Run. And I think I got 19, 19.47. So it's pretty good. Good run. At Park Run. So I think the week before I got 19.46, so roughly the same. I was just going to say, you're consistently knocking them out under 20 minutes, though. Bastard. Yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, and, and there, uh, I think in the end too, I was thinking ahead of ahead, I wasn't going to go all out because I was I had planned to do twenty one minutes, you know, like and just the, I think Dara ended up, uh, he's the pacer. He got nineteen forty two. One of the girls, the young girls that he was pacing, got a PB. That's the first time she's ever broken twenty minutes. So she got nineteen forty or nineteen thirty nine or something. So um, yeah, I was just I was just a little bit behind them. I'm thinking, oh well, they're going faster than they're going to break twenty minutes. So just sort of just kept it at that and end up with 1947 so that's pretty cool and did a few warm down laps ended up being almost 10k i guess you do a warm up and then a couple laps warm down past the park run you end up doing close to 10k yeah and then on sunday a good friend of mine um daniel cook um he did the guzzle last year i did a heap of training with him doing 33k loops called the thirsty pair it's like part of, if you go on the guzzler page they show it as one of the training loops it does um Gold Creek Reservoir and Hell Hole and around Nog back to Inogra. So it's a walkabout creek loop up south, south boundary road down Gold Creek. It's 43 Ks, 1400 meters elevation. So I've done that a few times with him, but um, he just wanted to do the out and back. He was supposed to join me and Nathan the other week, but yeah, it was um, just his family was crook. So he just bailed at the last minute saying he couldn't make it and still wanted to do that. But he's cramming. He's a little bit. Uh, he wanted to just sort of go out and do a hit out, um, get some elevation in his legs and see how he felt. So he said, how about we just try for 30? I think we almost made it up to that hut, Nath, you know, 30K, so 15 and a bit, you know, that hut. hut you up, picnic yeah, table. Three three quarters up the climb there, I guess. Yeah, I think I'll pass yeah, it at the weekend because we've got a lot of South Boundary Road to run. Yeah, I think we almost made it to that, probably one corner. I said, if we just go up further, he said, oh, we'll just, we'll just um, stop here, 15 point three or four or something and then oh, we just did a good, gel good yeah. and um yeah we run back uh we hit pretty good pace i, I think overall no steve special this week so i was super happy no stacks no not even a trip you know how you normally you kick something like um i seen where you tripped on your little stack there and this is exactly 600 and i think it was, six, was it again five. 665 meters elevation again. Yeah, it's exactly right. I'm thinking, oh, it looked at me. And I'm thinking, oh, here you go. Nathan's stack's coming up here. And there, there it was. But it was flatter because there must have been a lot more foot traffic. So all those little rocks were gone again. Um, the tracks are looking really good too. Real smooth. It looks like they've graded a bit of the, the run back down South Boundary Road to Nogra. Oh, they, well, they've been out there back burning. So it might have been they had some, some stuff through there just to. Yeah, so I'm I not sure. Do, I think they do too much of that. 
that grading and it just takes they don't need it because i don't no, think it's graded no it would be since fraser done his run it looks like they're steamrolled it almost or, or whether it's just no, packed okay. down that from the rain there. that was there last sunday i think it's quite packed wasn't it like really packed ground like the rocks yeah, are all yeah, pushed yeah. in it was it's really flat it's layered it's sort they've layered it a bit yeah yeah so it's actually really good underfoot so um hopefully if we don't get anything decent rains or anything there'll be really good so yeah so we end up three hours 35 for that 30k it's pretty good hit out it's like seven pretty dry the whole yeah. thing was pretty dry well it rained the day before on saturday and i saturday and friday would have rained yeah yeah but she said it wasn't too bad because there's um good drainage there i guess except for the bottom of those hills where the tire marks are those are still a bit yeah. wet but other than that it was dry um yeah so they ended up yeah 70 whatever it was 70 um three k's for that week so feeling good that week Solid, yeah mate. i did it i just did 8k on the treadmill and my legs are fine so <laughs> started out sort of tentatively thinking it was gonna be a bit tight but yeah i actually pulled up pretty good from yesterday i reckon that your consistent training's just gonna really pay off for you yeah i reckon yeah, you might yeah. surprise yourself eh? easy six and a half hours hope so yeah because you've just so managed to get those those strava lines just real mm. looking real good eh? Yep. Just no Steve specials. So my tape That's that one I sent you. At the weekend, yeah. it was the um, Ultra Trout. Uh, so, sorry, it was the Mont Blanc Marathon. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then there was another, the, the winning lady actually tripped as well. Oh, and oh, wow. uh, oh, she did it. She only had grazes on her knee. How she didn't have anything on her, because she was wearing like a singlet thing. She didn't have them on her shoulders and her face. Because it looked like she'd like, literally face planted. Was the that a lady? Went down. That no, that was a guy, and that oh, that was man, that he was John like Alban, planted. UK guy. He won that, and he did a cracker, and he and I think it was pretty rough ground. How he didn't cut himself oh, open, I do not oh. bad. Yeah, yeah, on his side, and um, I've got the um, yeah the lass who uh, won the um, women's. Well, when she um, hit the deck, uh, Sarah Alonso. Uh, she's Spanish chick. When she hit the deck, oh my god, she's like she freaking her legs come up behind her a bit, you know. Oh, she headbutted the ground. I was like, oh, it's gonna hurt. But she just, she just, the shot of adrenaline must have really helped her. It was only like a few k to go, and she just up and bang. She ripped her number off. Somebody had to throw her a number again, grab her number, and then she, I think she scuffed her knees a bit. But fuck, man, no, they were flying downhill as well. It was yeah, they were real like having a good old tug so need to ask you nate oh sorry um with um the taper for my run i got three weekends so in three weekends time i'm doing the guzzler next weekend you're doing your ultra i got to run with you from mount kutha for the last bit which i think you sent me the link today i think it's 21 k's is it now it's gonna be because it's about 90 91 so we're doing and 112 now 11, so it's be about 21 k yeah. and there's there's I'll have a, there's not that much elevation for us over that 20, but we do have to run. I do have to, we do have to run up into Barden, the hill there, then down. And once we get out of there, it's well, once we get to Barden, it's all downhill, given terrace. Um just mm. then kangaroo point stairs. So so I think that was run. the last of my um long trail runs anyway, with a bit of elevation. I think this I'll just keep the legs turning over over the next week. So with yeah. We, that run with you will probably be a 21. I'll probably go for a run Sunday, maybe. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll do a big weekend. I was even considering an easier park run Saturday morning because there's a big rest between when I meet up 
with you at you know 9 10 11 p.m at night yeah i reckon uh, um your time that you get there um with me that's at 90k my it, well, i'll sort of look at uh well you watch me on the tracker anyway yeah, yeah i'm gonna be following you all so day you'd be, yeah. and, and matilda give updates so yeah like uh, whenever you know however you if you're coming in with uh with woolly then um uh he can um just work out what times you're gonna leave and yeah. get there yeah, yeah. i so, reckon yeah. i might be there by seven by about seven i could be there by seven o'clock yeah well, I'm going to try and do another roughly another 75k week this week, and then there'll be two weeks of just easier runs. Um, yeah, might still be a bit of hills in it, but just shorter runs. If that makes sense, just to keep the legs getting used to smashing a bit of hills. I think going back to all flat, I think on the day, everybody, it's going mm. to it's going to catch up with me. But I yeah. think with two weeks to go, you can't. You're not really going to increase any fitness. You know, like even with three weeks to go, you might only get a few a little bit of percentage increase in your fitness. Yeah. But you might be able to accustom yourself to a bit more legs and that yeah. uh, strength. I did some calf raises at the weekend and that I didn't do any squats or anything. So just because I'd done the heavy work on the, I've been doing a yeah. bit of bike and then um, that run, the walk at the incline. Um, so I didn't want to, put undue stress on my legs and think, God, oh, it takes Thursday or Friday for them to recover. So I just did some yeah. light, lighter calf raises. And yeah. That, and, um, well, Daniel, yeah, Daniel yeah. Cook on the weekend, it was his first guzzler attempt last year. I did some training runs with him. We were doing 33K training runs and he pulled out not long after that on the course, like around that 30K mark um, at Gold Creek check, checkpoint. He had cramps coming out the of the half. Hole. Was that doing the half? Was he doing the half guzzler? But yeah, the 52k. So he was, um, yeah. he'd already done hellhole. Um, you know, the the roller coaster going to hellhole. Yeah, he got cramps coming out of hellhole, went along boundary road down to Gold Creek, and he said he got to the checkpoint. Um, he had a coke and he just went, I'm done. And he Did, already signed. Was he, was yeah, he getting he the cramps a, from the fatigue or was he getting it because he put uh, in the right electrolytes? I think he had electrolytes and everything, but he just he got a few calf cramps that were really tight. Um, he did the Gold Creek loop and got back to the checkpoint to leave to head back to Mount Cuthbert. And I think he said he had a Coke there at the checkpoint and he sat down and went, what am I doing? He goes, I'm done. And he signed the paper saying finished. And then he sat there and about 10 minutes later, go, what did I just do? You know, like that was the worst decision he could have made. He said, I could have walked for an hour, you know, yeah, he and still got my legs it, back it. and got yeah. back to a jogging position, but an hour of walking to fix his problem um yeah so this is year. he goes if i do it this year that's we move on from here so his plans mm. to make sure he finishes and i said yeah well, that's good he, he also said he touched on um a bit of overtraining maybe he, he'd run that many trails and everything he loves trails like he, he'd prefer if he, he goes i'm gonna go for a run he'd love to trail and he's, he touched on that and we did a lot of he did a lot of um training like the glasshouse 30 that's the guy i got the map off for you nathan that you did with steve yep. um that's just done a lot of trails and he said prior to the guzzler he's just run out of run out of um motivation so he just, he just lost his mojo a bit maybe he's been what i'm doing i've already done some big training i don't need to do this so that's he, he said yeah, yeah with that sort of in mind he goes that's part of the reason why i pulled out but he goes it's not happening this year he's going to complete it so there's so many things you touched on so many things we could talk about about uh of that you know that's why i like to do road and trail and i haven't run trail since um well it's been been a while since i've run trail one thing i don't want to fall over but 
too i think it's nice just to do a bit of road work just to be a bit you know and i was trying out my new orthotics as well just to try something a, a bit different um mm. and then you just uh brings up your motivation then to go oh, really looking forward to hitting getting on the trails and and um and getting into it yeah we touched on that after um my race on sunday hey nath we were talking about like i think it's easy to get uh like cramping confused with just your muscles giving up like from like not doing the correct preparation or you know lack of fuel or whatever but yeah, yeah I, I think it needs that, investigating a lot more there is a difference between you do look a cramp is a cramp yeah but oh, yeah. there's 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 um there's there are a lot we said there's probably like two different cramps it'd be interesting to see like the scientific you know, like yeah. investigation into it. But if you don't, if, if you really start on magnesium loading at the moment, I have one every morning, one every evening on top of a multivitamin. Um, if you don't have the right electrolytes, you, you got a good chance of cramping the longer it goes on, the more you sweat as well. There, there's that into it. Let's take that into it as well. Um, so on a hot day, you could go for a 10K run. You're more likely to cramp than you are if you go on a cold day like today. Also, there's that fatigue part of it as well and you um you can you can like we used to get it a lot when on those notes people were riding um but people would be able to uh not ridden 100k before and they they'd start to get to that 80 90k and they'd start cramping um and they'd have all the electrolytes and everything and it's just because their muscles are not used to physically doing it and it's just that you're, you're cramping because your muscles are not conditioned and they just they're just that enough you know and they're just locking it they're just they don't know how to, if to relax and contract properly they're just like locking out um yep. on you and it's all like a bit like in horses it's called tying up you know you can get uh you know getting that that muscle cramps and, and stuff and you can obviously like i think the more training you do and the longer runs you do especially like i've never run more than 52k so because not everyone yeah, goes and yeah. does a 42k run. So you're training for a marathon. You don't go and do a 42k run every week, no. do you? To get to that distance, but you might be doing 30. And so, but yeah, you're probably if you if you've not done anything over 20k run, and then you do go and do a 42k run, and you're not getting enough electrolytes, you probably, you know, you could probably, you know, seal it that you're going to get a cramp. Well, that's where I'm at now. Yeah. So this is the probably the most elevation I've done, and I haven't had any cramps yet. Um, yeah, probably the best I felt on Sunday. We went a little bit quicker because it was going to be shorter. Mm. But um, I pulled up and drove home and it felt really good. So I think yeah. I think I found the nutrition, that pure nutrition is working. <laughs> I don't Hell, know. Yeah. haven't really dug deep into too many of the others, but I seem to not have any issues with that one. So hope, hopefully, hopefully we can get to that 52K. I reckon yeah. if you, if you yeah. fuel right, Steve, you'll be fine. That's yeah, up. so it's just a combination of training and getting your nutrition right and getting your body used to to doing what you're doing. So the elevation didn't change from the week before. We still no. did the same block of um, hills, um, but we just pulled up at the 15 and a bit K and turned around. So yeah, maybe you could go and do. You could always run flat, right? And never do any elevation. You could do then do a 20K with a thousand meters of elevation, mm. and you as 1500 meters of elevation, and you might that might be enough for someone to cramp because mm. they're just like their muscles just aren't aren't used to it it's the same as you know you take someone's never done any weight training you go and like do them a heavy leg session 
even yeah. though they could do the weights the next day they're just or they might even start cramping and so how did, you, how did you pull up fraser after you smashed yourself over 10k that was 370 meters elevation um do you pull up all yeah, right that I week i mean i went for easy run on the treadmill after next day but um i my legs were all right actually I didn't feel that's good eh? how's your hip problem yeah. your hip hamstring problem oh but he tested it out yeah to really know last weekend well no as long as i do a decent warm-up and stuff it's usually all right yeah cool all right so the the center of attention at the moment steve woolley <laughs> yeah. the, the aftermath mr woolley Right, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a quick um, lead in to what I did. So the week leading into the marathon was pretty easy. I still actually did quite a bit of running. Um, what was on the program was lot, like a few easy runs, but there actually was like a couple of little sessions. There was one was like a 10K run with, I think it was 8K, sorry, with six 400s at 10K pace in it. That was Tuesday night. I did that with Ben Merlin. He was running the half on Saturday. He was sick as a dog. Don't know how he did what he did, but anyway, I'll get to that later. Um, and then uh, Thursday, I think it was, I had, it was like a 30 minute run with 15 minutes at marathon pace, which just felt super easy. Um, and then we went down the Gold Coast on Friday and like, I won't say my exact time just yet, but it went extremely well. And if you've been listening to the podcast, I had an A goal, a B goal and a C goal and everything went to plan. And I just, I'll sort of go through what, what I did. Cause I think this is why it, it all went so well. And I, I think it's in, if you're, if you're interested, it's important to try and get this shit right. But um, basically I took a few um, notes from the seminar and I copied that. So the, the Friday and Saturday I drunk, I made sure I drank two Powerade. So I was like kind of loading with electrolytes. Um, uh, Yvonne spoke about that. So that's what I did on the uh, Friday and Saturday. And then on, on Saturday, I went and watched my wife run the half and, um, she ran really well. Uh, I'll get to that later as well, but I had two bowls of pasta over the day. So I had a normal breakfast, a normal like lunch. It's Friday. Like a, this is on the Saturday we're at now. So we we're down the Gold Coast, Tammy had already run. I had like a normal breakfast and then uh, lunchtime, I think I had like a Subway wrap and then um, I ate a bowl of pasta at about four o'clock and then I ate another bowl at about seven o'clock. And uh, went to bed pretty early, managed to get an okay night's sleep. And then I, I set my alarm for 3.45 because I, I spoke about it on here. Like I don't really like to eat before running, but I just knew that it was so important to, to just force myself to eat. What did you have? Um, yeah, so 3.45 a.m. Uh, I had a coffee, a banana, a muesli bar, and a Morton gel. And... Uh, then started getting, you know, getting ready to go. Uh, Peter Lewis picked me up out the front of the hotel and uh, him and his wife drove, drove us up to the start line. Um, yeah, basically then we, we sort of hung around in the striders tent, did a little jog, went over to the start line. And um, oh, it was such a weird feeling because I was nervous, but not nervous. 
I was nervous for 30K. <laughs> you know, like I felt like that was going to be the start of it. So like it was, yeah, it was a really strange sort of feeling. And um, anyway, the race, race kicked off and everyone sort of took off, as you can expect, too quickly. But I was running with um, Peter Lewis. So I've got to give him a shout out because he, yeah, I don't know if I could have done it without him. But um, yeah, so I managed to, uh, we went through just even splits, like four, just under 4.15s all the way through till um, we got to 8K and that's where I had my first Morton gel and um, half a bottle of Powerade. So yep. um, the Striders had their own drinks table and we ha they had like four bottles of Powerade and half bottles of Powerade. So they were like handing them out and I grabbed a half a bottle, managed to get all of that down, even though I didn't want to. Like, I think this was a really important part of it, why, why it all went so well. I forced mm. down that half a bottle and the gel. And then from, so I'd, I hadn't drunk any water or anything up until 8K. And then from 8K, I drank like even if it was just a mouthful of water, I drank from every water stop. So I had every um, they, it was fix um, nutrition electrolytes and oh, water. Oh no, hold on, hold on. I, I did not. There was one water stop you ran past. You didn't get any water. I'm sorry. Was that one I missed? <laughs> you did miss one. Yeah. yeah oh no, there yeah. was one uh, I missed. I actually went to grab a water, but I actually missed. Oh, that's the it. Cup. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was too many people in your way. And I yeah. just, I was like, oh shit. But like, yeah, I might've missed one, but I've made an effort to get to like every water stop, every water table and, and at least. Were you able to get enough water down? Cause you, there was, well, after one of them, you were coughing a bit and I thought, oh, yeah, maybe you was trying yeah. to you know, it breathe. And well, I was getting drink. probably like two sips out of each cup. And that's why I wasn't getting much down. So I was thinking I can, I'll just make sure I stop it. I'll just grab a drink at every one. And do you know what I've noticed as well? When you're running, you've got your lot. I run with a backpack doing long runs and I will do in the, in the, in my ultras and I drink from the water bottle. And when I first used to I'd be drinking, like you're just walking so you can take a big mouthful. When you're running, you take too much. You're like, Oh shit, I can't fucking swallow it. Or you've got to go. Like so that. you have to teach yourself to just, you have to teach yeah. yourself to just to like take little sips, mm. you know, so you can get it down. Otherwise it's just too much and you're trying to breathe. I found if you like crushed the cup to sort of like a funnel, you could sort yeah. of control the amount. Cause you know, your arms bouncing up and down, you can sort of get yeah, lose a bit it. more in. And um, yeah, so I, I really think that that helped. And then I think it was about 18 K we went past the striders table again and they gave us a full um, bottle of Powerade. I, I wasn't going to do this, but Peter Lewis said, make sure you drink the whole thing. He said, you'll, you'll thank, you'll thank me for it later. And oh man, it, you know, you think about running at like just over four ten pace or whatever it was we were, we were at the time trying to drink a full bottle of Powerade. It was a fucking mission, but um, yeah, got, got that down. And then I had another gel. Um, so yeah, I had, so I, my gels were eight, 16, 24 K um, was the first caffeinated one. And that was, uh, yeah, so that was after the full bottle of Powerade. So, like, oh, actually, from about 16 to 24K, I felt pretty rubbish. And I was thinking, oh, might be a matter of just finishing, let alone worrying about the time. But I, I think it was just because I, just was so, I think I was just, just so full, full of just everything. In your gut. And then what happens is you probably got a fair bit of blood then going to your gut. 
to, yeah. to, to get rid of metabolize the food and everything you've to put in and you lose a bit of that from your legs so yeah i don't know if drinking a whole powerade which is what how many meals 700 mil or something 600, 600 mil that's a lot of fluid to, mm. in a, over a, a short space of time yeah to, so i reckon it probably it. took me it took me probably yeah maybe two k's to drink that like it was a yeah. long time to be hot and you know you're swapping arms and carrying it with your left carrying it with your right but uh, yeah so i got that down and um so yeah sort of like we got to about 30k and like i'd been running just side by side with pete and we were coming to 30k and i was thinking this is where i need to start concentrating on what i'm doing like I, now the race starts sort of thing and um as we were coming across the bridge sort of to get to what do you call it? The Southport area, I guess. Yeah. It goes, you yeah. go over this big bridge. And you got the exhibition center on your left. Yeah. I looked to my right and I couldn't see Pete. And I was like, oh shit. I looked behind me and he was, he dropped back about sort of six meters and he, and he just said, don't wait for me, go. And I remember thinking, oh shit, I'm on my own now. <laughs> like, cause I've been just relying on him, knowing that I could just not even think about it and we were going to run perfect splits. And then I was like, oh shit. Okay. So I'm on my own. And then, um, I was gutted that he couldn't come with me. I thought that maybe he was going to catch me up, but yeah, then we got across the bridge. We got to like 32 K that's where up until um, that time. So I didn't drop you up until yeah. that time. You were leading that group. Like they was almost like everyone was going off you. Like there was a good few bunch of runners with you. Um, I could, you yeah. were sort of sat almost like virtually at the front. It was, and then they all started. No one, I don't think went from you. Everyone dropped off from you. Well, I could um, sense everyone starting to struggle because we had such a huge pack that we were running with the whole way. And then that pack was just one person would drop off. Another person would drop off another. And then yeah. sort of down to like, so what would you say? There was about seven of us in that pack. Maybe yeah, when a couple I got more. Here, it was about seven. And then, yeah. So once we got over that bridge, like we got really to the base of that out. hill and we got up and, and you were carrying that bottle of Morton for me at that stage. Like Nathan, and there was that hill, and I said, "Power up over the hill." Nathan and Brad were riding along alongside me, but um, Brad was kind of coming, and I think he was cheering some of the other striders on. So it was mostly Nathan with me, and uh, Nathan had the bottle of Morton um, caffeinated Morton water, and I had a couple of swigs, and then you were holding it. And we got over that big hill, and then going down that hill, the other side of that hill would have been about thirty-two k, and I remember thinking. You were breathing quite heavy. I'm feeling as pretty. Well. I remember you started breathing quite heavy at one yeah, point. Yeah, but I was feeling okay, and I remember thinking, if I'm gonna start blowing up, like I'm now's now's when it's gonna happen. And I was just trying. I was just sticking to the split, sticking to the plan, and um, and then basically we got down. There's a, it was a really long straight bit of road, and then by the time we got to like 35k, it was like carnage, like people dropping left right and center there's like people on the sides of the roads walking people laying <laughs> on the ground like grabbing their calf muscles and shit and uh like it's pretty it sounds pretty like evil but that was making me feel good because i was thinking man i'm not going to be one of these guys this isn't going to happen to me today like you know i managed to get it right yeah. and then as i as we just got like i just kept checking my watch and the k's were just it was like 36 37 38 and i'm thinking mate i'm Every couple of every K, I was like, you know, two or three seconds under um, 4.15s. And then it got to the point where it was like 5K to go. And I was thinking, shit, man, I've only got a park run left. Just hold it together. Hold. And you can imagine at this stage, it's, everything's hurting. Like you, your legs are just so sore. 
like just you've just got pains that that were just really small pains at like 20k that have just grown into just like major major pains and um but i was just passing people like passing one person and i was just literally looking up the road and thinking i'll try and catch that guy i'll try and catch that guy and then so next thing you know i had 2k to go and i was like thinking just go for it now go for it and uh i had a little twinge in my right calf like like it wasn't like a cramp it was like yeah it was just a strange feeling and i remember thinking oh shit I don't really want to, it felt like it, if any more pressure, it could have just gone pop, you know? And uh, I thought, oh shit. So I just maintained. And then when I hit a K to go, I was like, man, I'm sure I'm going to be fine now. And I was like starting to put the hammer down, uh, come along that. Oh, I can't think of the name of the street, but there was all the club tents, like the Striders, um, yeah. Brisbane that Road Runners. Almost the seafront of the Southport there. Yeah, yeah. There was just all the club tents were there and, and that was about 700 metres to go. And once you heard that crowd, it was just like, oh, it just lifted you. And then as we got to, so once we sort of got with about 500 metres to go, I looked at my watch and I was like, man, I've done it. I've done it. Like, I'm going to survive. Like, I'm there. And, and I lost we, you. I lost you at that point because I, um, yeah. you would, there was... There was two, I didn't realize until I watched it on the TV, but there were two um, three-hour paces. One was slightly, un, was about a minute or two under, and then there was one that was dead on. And I, the, the guy came past me with the balloon. I went, oh, no, because yeah. I was waiting for you to He was in front around. of me. So yeah, I was about yeah. 37. He was just in front of you. And I thought, oh, and tell me what it up. And I was like, I don't know, I've missed him. So I sent him a voice, a vlog. I've missed yeah. him. Oh shit! I better race to the finish. So yeah. I just raced off to the finish on the mountain bike. And uh, you were probably, you probably were. I thought, oh, he's gone past me. I just wasn't paying attention. But you were probably just coming up onto me anyway. So I've missed yeah. you for his last. What, I think what they did was the first three-hour pacemaker went at the right at the start of like. So they had the elites, then priority, and then the like A start, which I think was like three hours and above. So they went right at the start on like on the mat, you know? So he was like gun time, three hours. And then okay. there was like a couple of hundred people. And then there was another balloon behind us. And um, so like we were kind of in the middle of them, which was made it a little bit confusing, but mm. yeah, he was behind us. And the other one I could see in front, I like, I, he just disappeared at some point. And I knew that I was like pulling him back at some stage, but whether he lost his balloons or something, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened. He only there. had one. And um, yeah, I was like, and I'd kept, I'd never seen him. I thought that was the guy that was with um, with yeah. you were ahead of. So I thought, Oh, I've definitely had missed you. So I just, well, raced the, off. The, the, the three hour pacer behind us, his balloon said 40 minutes. And at the start line, he said, Oh yeah, they run out of um, balloons. So I've just oh. got 40 minutes. So yeah, it was pretty funny. Cause we were saying, mate, you've got the wrong race. Ten, the 10K starts later. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's the only balloon they could give me. You think they could have written on it with a, with a oh, Sharpie, no, though, can you? Riding it with a Nico or something. Like, shit. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I come in, I come in and you, you go under a bridge and it said 250 metres to go. Yeah, and yeah, the S-bend. And, and the crowd's just cheering. And, I, oh, man, I was, like, choking up. I was getting all emotional. And I was like, get it together, mate. God. And then... Uh, turned the last straight and the finish line was miles away. And so you're just like sprinting to the finish line and then across the finish line, I think 
my watch said two hours, 58, 20 seconds. So I was like, yeah, you just, yeah. The, the, Excellent. I was so, so happy. And um, just that. So like, if you listen to the previous shows, I had an A, B and a C goal. And my A goal was to stick with the paces and try and bring it home strong. And that was basically what I did. Like my, my split sort of improved the last few K. So that was just a dream result. And, yeah, just super, super happy. And um, I think my splits were, my, I went through the first half in 129, tw- uh, no, what I go? 129.02. And the second. Consistent. Yeah, the second um, half was 129.18 or so, oh, 12, sorry, something like that. Yeah, like yeah. so close uh, to, to being a negative split. And that's but, good that you're able to keep, because sometimes you'd expect you'd start. Yeah, second K slower, two seconds K slower, but you were able to, I think that's down to the good training that you were able to just keep that going for 42 Ks. I honestly, I honestly think like Paul sent, um, sent us a message, I think on um, Saturday and it said like, don't go out too hard. Like the worst thing you can do is go through halfway in like 127. He said, you will pay for it later. And to be honest, at the time, yeah, two I minutes, but I could have gone different. through in 127, not feeling any different to going through at 129. But it was just the fact that I'd had so many people tell me, whatever you do, don't go out too hard. I just was like, man, you got to take these, these people are experienced at this. You got to take their advice. And it, as hard as it was to hold back, a few times we went through K's and it was like, shit, we're going too quick. You got to like pull back a little bit. As hard as that was to do, I really think that when you hit like 35, 36, 37K, you've just got that little bit of something to keep to keep the rhythm going. And But it, honestly, there was people left, right and centre just like you're coming into a water stop at 37K and people were just stood drinking like they couldn't even run. And you're like, yeah. man, you've just gone you've gone too hard or you haven't fueled like you just you they should have got the electrolytes in like because early on in the race it was freezing cold the last thing you want to do is put your hands in freezing cold water cups and start drinking but you just got to like you have to force it in india and like even the gels like oh you're putting the gels in by the end of it you're sick of the taste of it because it's so sweet but if you don't do it it's just going to there's kill a couple you of things a couple of things to chat about there and, and i think that's the it's it is hard to pace yourself and that's why i think your training was so good that you were actually running at race pace in your training and i think that just comes back down to if people yeah. are listening and are less experienced you know um that training for 10k 20k you know do a 10 5 10k at easy then go 5k at race pace so you get to know what it is and then you get to train at it so you know if it's actually can i you know if i went and did 10k at 4:15 a k i wouldn't be able to make it so i know that i wouldn't be able to do a three-hour marathon and it gives you that realization then people go yeah i want to go for three hours but have they actually trained to yeah. be able to run at that pace yeah you might be able I to work this- to it you might be able to work to that in future but not at this present moment yeah mm. and i think that's a good thing about um half math and say 10 Ks as well, when they have paces and marathons, the people go, Oh, I don't want to go for that time. Um, and sometimes people go, I want to go for that time, but it's really, there's not realistic for them in their head. They want to do it. It's their dream, but they're not actually, you've got to be realistic in 
in how your training goes. Um, but in the road races, you have a pacer, so you can go, right, okay, I'm going to stick with this. And, um, you know, it, it, that definitely helps you then for your, for your race. In a trail race, because of the elevation, it's sometimes hard to really go, what pace am I going to go at? But like, look at the Noosa Ultra. Everyone's, we're going at like five minutes a K pace and I'm like we're, we're not gonna make this and then let yeah. you come across people at 10k you know one guy said oh, i'm done i'm just that's and it. The, what did the I'm elite done. run they averaged like five five minutes a k anyway yeah like so yeah unless you're, an, so, unless you're an elite what are you doing mm. yeah and then i think people get oh yeah we just go and you don't realize it but you do 10k at that pace you cook yourself for the yeah. next 40 so it, then I was just saying myself, then I thought, well, I don't care if people are, if people think, oh, I'll just run with everyone because everyone else is running that pace. Oh, I don't care. People are running, running up hills and everyone's running up these hills. I was like, I'm going to walk this. You know, we're six Ks in, you got to walk this thing because so you're not going to be, and yeah. then you, and then I'd overtake people later on, never saw them again. You got a long time. Early. You got a long time to catch people up like yeah. that. Yeah. Like that's the biggest like even the pacemakers, like you could see people going in front of the pacemakers that just shouldn't have been going in front of the pacemakers. And you're just thinking so easy to get carried away, but just yeah. don't like. And you, we you all feel good in the first your, 10, 20K. <laughs> that was your first one. So you probably had to be a little bit conservative. Like yeah. you'd only, yeah. if you had done 127, say that first half, you don't know how you would have felt at 35K. You might have. No. Completely different. I reckon so, I would have. I reckon I honestly play. reckon I would have blown a bit. Yeah. Would have hit 35, 36 k. one. If you've not done one, like we're like all of us four, like we're really with all this really long distance shit. We're all pretty like novice at it, to be honest. So that what's the best thing to do is to listen to the advice that people who've done it shitloads give mm. you and take it on board, like. The worst thing you can do is just wing it. <laughs> you can wing a 10K or you can even probably wing a half. Yeah. But you can't wing running for three hours plus. Like, Imagine if you're doing your first ever one and then you got to 35K and you're completely stuffed up and completely gone. It's just going to put you off maybe wanting to do another one. Yeah. Think, nah, fuck I was talking with um, Tilde last night about wonder what time I could get for a marathon. And I said, I don't know if I could make three and a half hours or realistically I'd be like for four hours because I, um, but I reckon there's people out there like that. They go, oh, I reckon I could do three and a half hours. So they go with the three and a half hour pacer and at 20 K they're like, Oh shit. I am. I'm not even going to make the 42 K. So it'd be yeah. really, it's really hard to judge. I think that's where it comes down to training at that pace then and going, Oh, okay. If I train at that pace and I'll probably be able to, yeah, but to get there. For, those, for those of you playing at home, Steve run his average for the whole run was four minutes twelve a kilometer to get under that. He he smashed the the time he wanted by over a minute and a half. Um, how much do you reckon the crowd had to play? Because it's a huge crowd at the Gold Coast run. Yeah. Um, in those last in that last K, I spoke to you on the day, and I looked at your splits and went, "Whoa!" You know, like all your splits prior to that, 37, 38, they're all four thirteen, four oh nine, four fifteen, four eleven. So there's the quicker ones that make up for the slower ones to get your average right. But at the end of the run, coming in the forty two k kilometer, you got three fifty nine. So it's way ahead of what you were running for the whole yeah. last forty one k's, and then the five last five hundred meters. 345 pace 
Yeah, it's just, mate, the crowd just, just, the crowd just, just lifted. lifted you. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible, mate. Because I, I remember watching the YouTube footage of you crossing the line and everyone around that sort of time. There was people faster than you that were finishing way slower through the shoot. <laughs> yeah. And people, and and you see them cross the line and they're like, you know, staggering as they, the last few meters, press the button on their watch and they're like, oh, they couldn't even give a shit what their time was. They're just glad to cross the line and press the stop, you know? Yeah. But you, you just like, <laughs> You're powering down through the chute, through the tunnel, and cross the line as if you were running a park run, basically. Mate, I was that's, just, what, that's what it looked like. It's pretty like I mean, I was I was so glad to stop running, but I was so over the moon that it had just gone. You know, like you're going through the whole scenario the the, the weeks leading in. Is this going to happen? Could that happen? Maybe I'll go perfect. Maybe, you know, every scenario going through your mind. And you like, you know, I had the A, B and C goal and I was thinking the A goal is probably unlikely just being the first one I'd ever done, but just mm. to come through and to just, as I was coming down that last little like hundred meters, I was thinking the best outcome happened. Like how rare, how rare is that? Quicker after you, how you felt at the end? Like, I'd like to say, yeah, but just, you, oh, it's such a crazy event yeah. like it could just go well, it doesn't could... really matter does it i suppose because nah, you're nah. the three and you did smash the th- under the three so it's more Mate, you should just... come and you should come and do an ultra because then you can walk <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and, and you can drink the hills yeah you can drink think, and think going... stand have a cup at the at the checkpoint for, for a minute <laughs> i think i think talking on touching on what fraser said to go quicker it'd be something you still have to train for because you're, you're talking you know 412 pace you'd have to train for 406 pace or something you know yeah yeah, it's still another whole training level, isn't it? Yeah, and you Have need you set to set yourself a goal yet for another one for a time. Not, not yet. Not yet. I think I'll do the the sunny coast half next, but um, and I'll try and run a PB at that. But uh, back to that, what you just said there, Steve, is I think you need to um, you need to do those validation runs that they spoke about on the seminar, so you yeah. get to know what your body feels like at that goal pace and then you also know if you can do it or not if you do it at the end of a long run you sort of um you'll find that out and that's the other thing i think the most important runs in all of that training in all those training programs is when you're doing a long run when your legs are really fatigued and then you do goal pace for a certain amount of time like because that gives you the closest sort of feeling to how you feel on the race day like Mm. you know you're your legs are really tired from just being on your legs for a couple of hours or whatever. And then you've got to turn them over heaps quicker and just get that. You get that sensation of how it feels when you're um, probably, you know, 35 K in it's just ultimate fatigue. Yeah. So for anyone um, doing those, if you want to sort of work out what, what is, what's possible, I, I reckon that if you just do a really long run and then try and run like 30 minutes at whatever you think the pace is, if you can do that, you've probably, you know, got a good idea of what you can actually do. It's just running on fatigued legs is yeah. what what sort of gives you a good idea. When you think you do another marathon, you're going to leave it to the end of the year. Will you do it before the end of the year? You reckon you do one? Yeah, I don't know. I'll have a look at what's coming up. I think I'll do Sunny Coast Actually, Half. Yeah, wouldn't be any. Wouldn't be any in the summer because it's too. No, cold. no, no. I think yeah. I'll do the Sunny Coast Half. Might do a couple of trail races. 
and just some we got like mount glorious local. coming up in uh, i saw November. that i saw that on facebook and i was thinking man that was that was bloody hard when you come and do noosa 50 next yeah, year maybe. might be 100 mate yeah maybe crack out for you. oh i saw um beth um she <laughs> ran by the, about 20 minutes yeah she they there's loads beth of McKenzie. footage of her on the on the live stream they got it coming beth down mckenzie yeah, last um, the she last did, I think three thirty nine, three thirty seven. Because yeah, she was bloody three twenty nine. I mean, she was flying. Three twenty nine. Sorry, two, two thirty seven. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. She got I think yeah. ninth female overall, something like. That. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if was, anyone, yeah. um, Steve referred earlier that he he went through that um the Terra Tribe uh, bonus um podcast and went through and, and wrote down a key key points and just kept reading through sort of to to block it in his head before the run so that he knew yeah. his plan everyone have a listen i spoke to steve uh, on sunday after the, or later on after his run and i reckon the last week or so i've listened to that podcast about three times and every time i listen to it i keep picking up little hints of points that sort of mean a little bit more to me now i guess i haven't run a marathon as you did but he obviously kept you had to listen to it too you said uh, a few times and just kept hearing yeah a little pointers and that but yeah have a listen to stan and and um the terminator peter lewis about his sort of um outline for running paul gurley might be a little bit hard to understand he's got a very strong accent but have a listen to it and then have a listen to it again and you'll pick up what he's saying and it makes it a bit easier and yvonne even um touches on a few hydration and and um nutrition values for everyone i think have have a few listens and yeah and get that into if you've got an events coming up this year that's pretty good to have a listen to that podcast yeah she recommended and that uh, you drink you drink your electrolytes a couple of days out so you're like loading up on them like you're carb loading yeah. but with the electrolytes and i did that and i reckon you know it might make you go to the you know you might need to do a few more wheeze but definitely yeah, I think that definitely. Well, if you're training as well, as well if you're tra- in your training like time, you got to make sure. Like I have an electrolyte drink every day. Um, mm. Yeah, no sugar one, but um, it depends what time of the day you want to want to take it. But um, I think as well, like we we touch on pace, and you can just go online. I've just got active.com uh, pace chart, so people you can get an idea of what sort of pace. You know, I want to do that. What's this what pace, and then go out and do some, like you say, Steve, some runs at that pace. So if I was going to do three hours thirty for a marathon, I got to do four fifty nine. So let's say five minutes a k. Whereas it's quite a big difference to go just half an hour quicker, like you three hours is what four fifteen fifteen. Yep. 15 okay there's 45 seconds difference so you think like you wouldn't think that that would but that accumulates over time it's just it, half an hour yeah. that 45 yeah. seconds so like, um, like fraser said yeah. running an hour 27 over that first 20 k's he said that that's going to knock a huge amount of seconds off each kilometer time and time again for 20 k's that, that could affect you terribly later in the race if um if you were to do that in the first yeah. Yeah. and then try to hit the second one there's no way you do it what you did the, the other day, I don't think. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Oh, like having I'm yeah. Like just getting up and down off out of chairs is just really painful. But was it your calves, quads, or what? quads? Yeah, quads yeah. and um, glutes. Oh, I forgot How to, you to mention the legs from your fit. It's the Steve shoes. special that is actually sore too. I didn't mention that. I oh, fell yes. out. Of, when um. 
on Saturday, I went for like a, I don't know, 20 minute jog or something. And um, my wife was in the swimming pool with the kids and I, I finished the, the run and I got in a hot bath and I'm sat in the bath and the door knocked. So I like jumped out of the bath and it was like carpeted and then right near where the door was, it was tiled and I, it was really dark. So I'm like walking on the carpet and then I stood on the tiles and just went like, I slipped ass over and landed on the like left side of my hip and uh, let him in. I was like, ah, shit. You know, like I was panicking, but I was all right. I was fine. But that is actually really sore today. So it definitely bruised my like hip bone, but yeah, it didn't affect me in the run. I have to say though, Steve, it was just awesome being like riding on the bike, being so close up close with um I probably could have got away with being close to the start to the winners as well if I if I wanted to ride alongside them. But it was just really good being in the in the crowd and you know, I suppose it's because you're a if you're a competitor yourself, it's like with kickboxing, isn't it? You just go to fights and you'd like, you just want to be out, or you just walk out the back anyway, because even if you weren't fighting, um, and then when I, before or after that'd be gym, yeah. my own gym. And being a trainer, you just go out the back anyway. You just love the atmosphere uh, yeah, of that. Yeah. There's something contagious about it, isn't there? Um, yeah, I must say them. thanks to um, to Brad, Wax, and yourself for coming out and riding the bikes because it was oh, it, like not only was it good to just have someone there that you know could help, sort of in the in the latter stages of it, but just good to have a bit of company and <laughs> and you know when you were handing me the drinks and stuff like that's just you know, even just not having to divert from your where you're running to grab a drink from the table. I guess that's allowed, was, just, was it? Yeah, I mean, everyone was doing it, mate. There's, you know, every club was doing it. Um, yeah. If you when you got when you came down that hill through 32k, that was just every single running club was like running along, handing out drinks to people. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it's we're in Australia. It's a, you know, you're dealing with humidity and shit like that. It's it's a safety thing. And he can tell you on the Gold Coast because there was people riding past on bikes past police with no helmets on or anything. <laughs> no one getting pulled over. Yeah. Like it was just, yeah, you could tell you on the Gold Coast for sure. There's lot of, so many people. I think we looked yeah. strange as we had helmets on. But um, yeah, but mate, was, um, I mean, it was a great, it was a great day. I mean, I'm obviously just super happy with how it all went for me. And I mean, it didn't go uh, that well for everyone, but. It was, um, yeah. I, I hope never... we weren't too, I wasn't too annoying being there. Like, cause Woolly, uh, Brett said to me, he goes, oh, when Woolly was talking to me when I was doing the half, I was, I was out of breath. I couldn't talk to him. So I was like, I was just conscious not to be like asking you anything really. Just, just be nah. there. No, nah, it was good. It was um, like, you're not, I mean, at that pace, it's not so much that you can't talk. It's just the, it's just your muscles. Like, I mean, much quicker, you probably, yeah. I mean, if you're running much quicker, you're going to be much fitter anyway. But yeah, no, it was fine, man. It was good. It was it was nice to just have you know someone there. It was really good. And um, it shows you like all the prep that we, we do as amateurs, but even the the professionals like the uh, one of the I've forgotten his name. One of the uh, in the front bunch of like six runners at five between five and six k, he went. He did a hammy. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so you think all that preparation and everything. Um, and there's, there's, you can, there is some sort of like, uh, that would be a good, uh, topic to discuss. It's like, you probably already had a tear or something there that, uh, I can tell you exactly what happened, right? Because I saw him at 8k 
and he was the favorite. He had number one on his um on his singlet. I'm just trying to find his name. Yeah, it's Yuki um Yuki Kawachi. He's won it before. He was the favorite to win. Um something happened Japanese. with his hamstring. Yeah, Japanese runner. Something happened with his hamstring, right? Uh, he was having severe cramping or or something, but he actually continued and finished the whole event. It took him it oh, was just he? just under four hours, but he got around oh. and, and actually finished. Yeah, like so, pretty. Um, why why didn't he just uh, pull the pin and? Yeah, so why did five, he keep going? Five k in his hamstring and left knee tendon were convulsing, so he made the decision to start walking. But he ended up just continuing. He said the crowds were cheering him on, so he just he just wanted to finish. So no Bloody idea hell. why he would put yourself. I hope he hasn't done that, himself but, any more yeah. damage by by doing that. You would have thought just to stop, but but it ended up it was won right. by Joe Fukuda, who's uh, Japanese, but he runs for NN Running. That's the um, Kipchoge's team. Yeah. In two nice hours ten, yeah, yeah, two hours ten fifty five. Akiro Kaneko in was second in two fourteen twenty five. Uh, Armory Parquet was third in two hours fifteen. I think he might be Belgium. We're Belgium from Belgium. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he was third. And then the first Aussie was Louis McAfee in two seventeen fifty, which was that was his debut marathon. So awesome performance from him. But um, locally some of the shout outs that I just wanted to give out because there were some outstanding performances. Um, Paul Gourlay's running run co partner, Andy day run three twenty nine sixteen, like, which is, he was running with the elite females, which is just crazy. You know, what's that? Three thirties pace. I think three thirties, two twenty nine. You mean not three twenty nine, three twenty, uh, two twenty nine. Sorry. Shit. Yeah. 229 16 scrap that <laughs> two yeah. hours 29 um yeah and then uh paul gorley who was uh he did my training for this marathon he he ran 243 51 had to really dig deep around sort of 35k um great run though i think that's a pb but he definitely can go quicker than that um yeah, and then all, all the local guys. Um, he, he crossed the line, didn't he? Paul Gorlow with, with another... Chris Woolahan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Chris Woolahan, another strider. He ran 243, uh, 243.43. So he was technically in front of Paul on time, but they crossed the line holding hands, cheering. Pretty wicked photo, that is, if you've seen yeah, that one online. Um, some of the striders that did really well, Glenn. Kidney, he ran 3.09. So that's just like a massive improvement from his previous marathons. I think he's run two other marathons around sort of 3.40, 3.30. King Dingwell, he ran 3.25, which is really good because I think he was aiming for sort of sub 3.30. And in the 12 weeks leading into Gold Coast, he's had COVID and then had the flu two weeks out, about the same time as I got it. Um, Glenn's brother Eddie did 335. Uh, Matthew Flannery ran three hours 12, and uh, he was absolutely stoked with that. If you watch him uh, coming over the finish line, he was jumping up and down. Uh, Alice Taylor, who's uh, Paul Gourlay's missus, she 
broke 330. She ran 329, which that was her plan. So that was an unreal run from her. Um, yeah, she's definitely had some tough moments in the latter part of the race too. Um, Nathan Williams, I think he was going for three hours, but he ended up hitting the wall around sort of 36, 37 K saw him at a water stop and he said his legs were cramping real bad. He ran three hours, 10, but he was still really happy with that time. Um, my mate, Peter Lewis, I was devoured that he didn't finish with me, but he ended up running three hours and two minutes. Um, he just, yeah, struggled a bit towards the end, but, um, he was happy with that. Still a great run. Um, Bones, my mate from down the Gold Coast, ran three hours and zero seconds, exactly three hours. And I passed him at 37K and I said, come on, Bones. And he goes, I'm cramping. Well, he didn't. He said something else, but I won't tell you what he said. Um, but yeah, so he on his Strava, he was slightly under, but his actual race time was three hours exactly. Oh. Um, and Avi Singh run a super impressive 247.30. And in the half marathon, my wife, Tammy, that was the first half marathon she ever did. She did one hour 53, negative split the second half. So that was awesome. Excellent. And that um, was goal, wasn't it? yeah, yes, that's, that was just like a really good thing for her. She's never done anything like that. And she thoroughly enjoyed the, you know, the occasion. The atmosphere. Yeah, the, the numbers in the half, I'm not sure what they were, but they were way more than in the marathon like that. The marathon that had 5,000, and I was quite surprised with the amount of people watching. For the, like, you know, you look at the London Marathon, it's like what 50,000 people or whatever, and there's like 5,000 people. Um, I know the crowds aren't as big as say the London, but I thought the, the whole way was was pretty much, yeah, you know, lots of people, especially up near Southport, it was just gangbuster. Yeah, you know, and it was people didn't even weren't even really there was surfers coming off the beach going oh what's going oh right yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're waiting across the road with like, their boards they're trying and stuff, to get across eh? the road people were walking their dogs you could see they're getting annoyed like yeah let's have a dog for a walk what's all these people doing right now yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there was loads of that. people down that end when they're like you know like towards i think it's miami miami yeah, yeah that's like In yeah miami, there was just bitch. the crowds were just nuts through there yeah. really encouraging it was Unreal. I forgot to hit Lee up as well. I just completely forgot until I got home. I was like, oh, shit, we could have got him out. And that. Oh, we should give a start. shout out. We should just give the women's result as well. So the, I actually was watching that pretty on the, um, when I got home, I was watching it, the, the YouTube live version. And that was excellent. Thanks to Gold Coast for putting it on live as well. Gold Coast Marathon for putting it on live. Um, Lindsay Flanagan from the States, she was 224.43 and she, just snuck under by six seconds, of course, record. So I think they get a oh, bonus. Was it a course record? A record. Oh, awesome. Yeah, she was there. It was like she had like uh, 200 meters to go and she had to do it in like, I think, 40 seconds. <laughs> she, she, she made it. Um, second female was Lisa Waitman. So um, Aussie. Yeah. And then uh, third female was Stephanie Bruce, uh, American. So um, yeah. Um, really quick times too. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, the winner of the women. She's she's trained by an Australian, isn't it? Yeah. She is. Oh. Yeah. So Benita Willis is um, her coach. So yeah, bit of um, she must do a fair bit. Maybe she does train here in in Australia a bit. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Well. I haven't seen her. Any Good connection with local, Australia. Other local races, but. She's just motoring. If you want to watch the rewatch the live stream, they got the full, 
the full um, live stream at the half and the marathon on, on YouTube and this really good footage. And they've also got the finish line feeds from both days. So if you knew someone who was running, you can scroll to whatever time that they finished and see them come across the finish line. It's, it's pretty funny. Some people are coming across looking good and others are just barely making it across the finish line. Yeah. What was that, yeah. guy, that guy's name? Gavin, someone? He, oh, he must have missed three oh, yes. hours by like two seconds, but his legs were just completely gone. Let's, um, I just want to hope if, um, Gavin, you know, I don't know what the time was on the clock when he, um, when he came through, but they showed him and he, he was stumbling and he only just literally like they grabbed him as he got to the line. Poor guy. He just must have spent all his pennies. Hey, and uh, whether he, he sort of, uh, whether he, he, you know, like be interested to see um, whether he's he having a medical episode, like could have been a diabetic like ourselves um, or myself, um, or he was just completely gone and given everything. But full respect, if you can put yourself to that level of, um, you know, of, of in the hurt locker that you just yeah. literally have everything is gone and you need like a wheelchair at the end, um, then, um, yeah, for, for a place. So, um, Gavin, if you've... Um, if yeah, you've Gavin, uh, Gavin Gower, his name was, and he ended yeah. up with three hours and nine seconds. Poor bugger, but oh, I mean, it just, takes yeah. some balls to push yourself to that limit, and that you know, like he could barely walk. Where'd you I finish? Pulled up okay, 400. And... Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I think I, I was 401 overall, um, 362nd male, and 79th in my age category, mate. Out of 5,000 people, that's just excellent. You're in the top uh, 10%. You just, I was just so happy with the to come in under three hours. I can never do another one again, and I've always got that one on the board. Mm-hmm. But I must say also, yeah. um, Maddie, 3 a.m. Mannion, who was on the, the podcast in one of the earlier episodes as a guest, guest he, um, he'd had like his bicep surgery done, which put him out of the marathon. So yeah, that's what he was training for. He was looking good for a sub three too with his training. And, um, that put him back and then the week of so he dropped back to the half marathon because he hadn't been doing too much training and then the week of the race he got the flu (laughs) he still had the flu in the half and i still think he ran an hour 40 or something like that so he still had a good run and um yeah so shout out maddie i think we're going to get together and do a podcast down at his place if a couple of us are going to shoot down there nate he's got the full podcast studio and but yeah, like Fraser, you said that sort of like inspired you a bit on the weekend, mate. Like maybe that's what you yeah, need yeah. to, you need to just get a, get a coach to do up a program and enter something and like set a goal that's pretty scary and just go for it. It'd be nice to do a big race like that, that like with the atmosphere and stuff. Like, yeah, well, I've never done a road marathon. Oh, they've still still haven't got around to doing a road. A road marathon and it's a different it's just a different ball game and it's doing a trail race uh marathon or something you know it's still just yeah similar it's distance wise very similar but it's just a different kind of uh, beast yeah you're just uh, chasing times like but that's what you should do phrase you should just yeah yeah and it just goes in you know, you've been you've been consistent and training into a program and that you know the last well you've been consistent in you know, for a long time but 
you stuck to this program and stuff and it just goes to show what you you know you can achieve yeah uh, and it's it's the the like the training the training program was like at the start when i was reading through it when he first sent it through i thought i don't think this is enough but it was it was just there was no rubbish in there it was all quality there's loads of gym all the sessions were good quality sessions the recovery runs were like proper recovery runs like you can you can do it yourself but it's just much easier to, to get someone who knows what they're doing to do it for you like yeah. definitely recommend it anyone out there so if you're looking for a coach hit up the runco guys paul and andy i mean look at paul run a blinding time of 243 he's probably got a sub 240 in him to be fair but the other coach andy day was sub 230 you know these guys know what they're doing you yeah, can he's flying you, andy was wasn't he yeah got yeah. some pretty good footage of him too because he finished with the third female so oh yeah he was on camera loads but i think it just goes to show that um if um if say you didn't quite say you had a goal of even four hours to um, five hours you know four whatever and you didn't get it then um and you don't have a coach or a training plan and you're just doing your own winging your own thing uh you know it might be for one race to um, try it try a coach and yeah. um just see what happens like you you never see a professional boxer or kick or even as amateurs um you know amateur boxers kickboxers don't have a coach everyone everyone has a coach so um yeah. Yeah, there's only so much stuff you can find out on on the internet and then um you know you can buy i bought a good plan i thought it was for the noosa 50 it definitely helped me off that, the ben yeah. park i went off a ben parks marathon program but um you know like there is um there's, there's many ways to skin a cat but yeah. um, it's nice to have a you know. have a coach with one you can talk to though yeah like, yeah like you you could to pull eh? well it was like just little things like when i got sick and i was panicking thinking man i missed a really important session where i wanted to hit, not only hit the splits but i wanted to practice the fueling during that race during that run sorry and I, and because I'd missed that one session over that week, I was like, it kind of put me into a bit of a spin. And even just, he just said it was simple. He said something as simple as like, don't worry about what you haven't done. Like worry about what, like think about what you have done. And that just like instantly calmed me down. And I was like, oh yeah, he's right. Like, you know, you can do your own head in sometimes overthinking stuff and just having someone else to, tell you that you're going to be all right is all you need to just calm down and then once he said that i was like oh yeah i'll be all right <laughs> you know but before then i was thinking shit oh no this is the worst thing that could have happened and yeah mm. next year we'll do it next year yeah for sure for sure we're getting, but like, airbnb. I mean, we're getting airbnb and all just yeah 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 or i mean you where we stayed at that paradise resort like you could bring the kids phrase they've got like where was um where were you, where was where were you staying, Steve? What it's part of well, it's called Paradise Resort, which is kind of like, I think it was four k from the start. So like okay. at the bottom of Southport, like where it changes yeah. from Southport to Surfers, sort of thing. But like top end of Surfers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So like you just had to walk over the road and you're on the course pretty much. Walk across right. one road and you were there. And but I mean it was just good for the. They've got everything for the kids and they've got like kids club. So like. Not that you want to like dump your kids, but you could put them in the kids club 
for like a race you could dump them there and then go and do the marathon and (laughs) And there's people looking after him and stuff so that how much did it cost to enter steve i think it was about 180 bucks in it yeah something like that yeah that's not bad really i mean like i've paid 250 for the upcoming race but that was about nearly 500 bucks to do that if you entered if you'd entered it like without getting the like ticket i did i think it was 484.95 or whatever and you and then you got a nice metal t-shirt towel um obviously your race bib and then all the electrolytes and everything gels yeah. and everything on the race so um and they do a really good notice that they actually do like um uh a, like a lot like you would call it a drop bag in an ultra but they had like drop tables so i noticed there was tables and then you would they would have told you you're on table one and yeah. you're drink's going to be there and some of the runners in the elites had actually their stuff on a special table so they obviously want a special drink um for yeah. themselves um and you could have that organized as well so i think it's pretty and the and the when we rocked up on the friday to check in and everything that looked just pretty slick the whole whole yeah. thing didn't it it was yeah it was it was massive like the the where you picked up your numbers and stuff from was at the convention center and it was huge like it was like checking in for an aeroplane. Like there was that there was many thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. You the, you've got the 10 K there was a 10, 20, yeah. 30, the kids, four K and two take two K dash. Um, which like, you know, like in years to come or phrases two could, could do one of them. Yeah. And then you've got, um, you've got, then they had the actually on the, on the, um, your marathon. Yeah. They had the, like the, 10k then at the half k the day before so they're probably i hate to think how many thousands of people there were racing over that weekend Jesus, there was just tons and then yeah so you got your number and then you had to go through like a checking system to make sure your chip was registering and then so you walked out through that and then you went into the like um what would you call it where all the the promo stuff was like oh like a like a show roadshow kind of yeah, yeah it was like a yeah like an expo that's it yeah so then you walk buy your new shoes expo. yeah and they had all they were giving stuff away and you know giving oh, sunglasses wicked. away and yeah. water bottles Fill your and, bag up oh it was that's just excellent you're walking through and um yeah yeah it was just the the buzz started then you know you once you're walking through all that it was just time to get excited did you pick but, up much did you get yeah, much of loads of, and pick up loads of stuff loads of little bits of stuff and that and the kids were grabbing everything and yeah, it was cool. I'll tell you what, I said to um to the to the striders, I've never seen so many fit people in one room. <laughs> like there was not, you know, there was so many like fit people in that room getting getting their numbers and walking around the well, we should maybe make a commitment then. Let's see if we should uh well no, have a think about it now when the when the um you know, like the sort of the adrenaline drops off. Um, yeah, but, uh, maybe we'll make, we'll make a commitment. We'll all do it next year. Um, yeah, run yeah. together, and uh, we get a good year of training in, and uh, work out what pace we're going to go at. And um, you'd yeah. do three hours thirty, Nath. I reckon. I reckon I could probably sit on. Just have to focus your training. Yeah, focus your I'd training have to a bit more. It a bit, for put it. some tempo stuff in, and um, yeah, some speed work and that. Yeah. And you too, Fraser. Like, for... surely you could run that. Oh yeah, yeah. You just need because you could have a big week and that. a big week and a slightly shorter week and a big week and a shorter week. You know, like, that probably would. There'd be some science behind it. Would be all right. Yeah, 
you got the I'll give Elliot. Off. I'll give him my Elliot a call to see what he reckons. Oh, how good was that when, like, phrase, we were stood behind oh, the yeah. sort of area where, where everyone finished and they were that. giving away all these, like, free beers. They were, like, non-alcoholic beers and we were mm. drinking them and I go to Nathan, that's Brett Robinson over there, hey. And he was just look, walking around looking for someone, wasn't he? Brett and Robinson I, won the half the day before. Yeah. yeah. He's like our best. He's the Australian record holder for the half marathon. He's the only Aussie to ever break 60 minutes. And no one even so knew Steve who he was. He was just walking around, think, wasn't he? I, and I thought, oh, Steve knows him. Steve knows this guy like he's his best <laughs> mate. So what did you say to him? Did I just said, hey, Brett. And he just like looked up and I said, mate, can I grab a photo with you? And then he was like, yeah, man. I took his photo. And then he just come over and we were just chatting. Like, and then once Nathan said, you might know my brother, Spencer Barden, as once he heard that, he just didn't. Oh, he he changed chatting for about a minute or two, wasn't he? He was chatting away. And um, and he said, he was was one of the pacemakers in the. uh, That's what he said. He said he was one of the pacemakers for the 159 um, for the Elliott 159 and marathon. And. uh, and then you asked him what he was, um, he was, he's running the actual London marathon in October. So obviously he's yeah. been dealing with Spencer um, to run that. And he, what did he say? He was aiming for about 207, 208. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's like an Aussie record, I think. So maybe that's what he's chasing the Aussie record for the yeah. marathon. Then that would mean he's got both, you know, but how, when you actually see him in real life, how like you realize how like thin a- you've got to be to be an elite, marathon he looked yeah i looked at his calves and i was like there's not an ounce of fat on this guy and he just um you can tell like there's there's something about a professional athlete you just go you can sort of like you go this there's just it's all fitness there's no like look at us on we have a bad day and we're looking like rubbish but he just you think this guy is just 100 percent he just he reminded me of um of your brother spencer back in the day like I remember yeah. seeing Spencer and he just had horse legs, like legs yeah. like a horse and sort of like super slim up top. And that's what he looked like. He just, his legs were just ripped. And then there was just yeah. like nothing of him up top. And, I thought, and he's a really that's... nice guy though. He was just chatting to us. Yeah. Like uh, we were, and he was probably thinking, who the hell are these, these idiots? Yeah, yeah. We were just, but once he knew that um, I was Spencer's brother, uh, and then it all just clicked and everything. So I just found um, it funny that he was just walking through the crowd. He'd won the half the day before. You recognised no him. Knew, no one even knew who he was. You just smashed yourself for 42K and then you're like, oh, it's Brett Robinson. Yeah, come on over, mate. <laughs> just like, grabbed him. I, I thought he can only say no. He can only say no, go away. He was yeah. super well, friendly. Because uh, Elliot's not doing the London Marathon this year, so he might have a good chance of getting uh. a medal. But then again, they, then they're running it again in April, aren't they? They're going back to next year. Yeah. They're going back to April, so it'll only be six months before they run it all again. So. Oh, um, really? Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, but what, what a what a great weekend! It was awesome. It was pretty um pretty painful driving home. I was I didn't even have to drive, but once we got home, we were like unloading the car. You got to get out oh, the car. <laughs> my legs just yeah. yeah you gonna have a you gonna have a week off, no running, or what are you gonna do? Yeah, I think. I might get up to the recovery room at LCS, get on the um, the leg compression sleeves. I reckon that'll help at some point. And then I might try and sort of just jog just to get some blood moving around. But yeah, nothing, nothing full on. I could buy those, those leg compression things, couldn't you? We should buy them all between us and then just like, <laughs> yeah, like 
<laughs> you I, I've got to give a shout out. Travis um, at LCS, who does the massage. I had a massage with him on Friday. I got to say, it's, it's good. It's just the right level of pressure. I'm only a week out from the run, so I didn't want to go too too mad, but he really just did help loosen. And I didn't realize, I thought it was all my hamstrings and my glutes, but he when he got into my quads on the the outside of my quads, I was I was like reaching for the ceiling. And he said, your quads are worse than your hamstrings. And I said, oh, I shit. thought it was my hamstrings yeah. was all the problem. He goes, no, nah, what would the matter of okay, you've been running? Like, yeah. And I've been neglecting the massage of the quads. It's just been keep smashing me hamstrings. So, um, yeah, that got me by surprise. Yeah, he, he squeezed me in last minute too, gave me a pre-race massage. And it was just right. It was it was hard enough to loosen me up, but not hard enough to to do any damage. You need to recover from. Where's, where's he at up the sunny coast? Uh, no, LCS at Caboolture. Oh, right. a rebate, $90 and you get a rebate as well on your health fund. Did you get in the hot and cold baths or anything, Nate? No, I didn't have, they didn't have, it was already said someone booked in, so I couldn't oh, get in. Okay. Oh, bugger. Oh, we should all go up there. I really wanted a sauna. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, never, I've never been there. I don't know where it is. I wouldn't mind getting myself a sauna, you know. I know, like, we live in Queensland and you don't need it in summer, but well, we got a hot tub. But I'll tell you what, I, those sort, a sauna, is, especially this time of year, I could quite easily go and sit in the sauna for a while. They've got a sauna at the uh, gold gym where I go. Have they? Yeah. Quite a good little one. It probably fits about six people, I reckon. But Is it world gym or gold gym? World gym. World gym. Yeah. Like Kim Dingwell just bought a sauna for home. He sent me a photo of it the other day. Oh, did he? I think it comes sort of like flat packed and just got to make it. Basically much, stand yeah, it you all see up. a lot of them, don't you? Sure sort of like a circular infrared. Shape. A lot of Aren't they like an infrared? Yeah, I think that's what it's. I reckon yeah. you could almost, if you could get the actual the um, the coals or whatever it is they use, you could like you're a chipper. You could make yourself a pretty good one, I reckon, with some tongue and groove. For yeah, bloody they're, they're about five hundred bucks for the unit for the like hot is rock it? unit. You need a third. Yeah, Need a proper leg to fit it all. Yeah. Or you just go, no, it's too hot or it's too cold to put more water on it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's, 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 cold, it's all controlled by a thermostat on yeah, the wall. Yeah. You need a oh, professional to wire it all up, wouldn't you? Yeah. You just plug it in, chuck some <laughs> water on the coal. No, it takes different, you get just different power. You can't just plug it into the normal, like, <laughs> into a in the hole in the wall, GPO in the wall. <laughs> Yeah, but um, it would be good to have a sauna at home. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. We should um, All right, wrap, wrap it up. up we got, there. Um, uh, um, next week, we'll talk about the... Uh, next week, we'll be doing ETU it all again. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. what's that? So, you're going to watch, Steve? Yeah, yeah. I'll, be, I'll uh, try and get to the accessible checkpoints, that's for sure. Some of them... So We've got to work out what's happening yeah. with Steve Sparling getting him there. Well, come with me, Fraze, because we can get into the city towards the end. No dramas. It'd just be those, like, car parks in the mountains that they reckon they're going to be strict on who's going to be allowed to park and who's not. Yeah, you got to look like uh, Jolly's Lookout Checkpoint. Uh, McAfee's Lookout Checkpoint 1 might be a bit inaccessible. Definitely you'll be all right up at... Um, it's going to take me a few hours to get to the 45k mark at uh, Mount Nebo School. Then you'll be all right back at checkpoint five, which would be uh, like late afternoon, probably three or four o'clock at uh, Curramulling Park back at the Gap. And then um, 
Mount, bottom of Mount Ne bottom of Mount Kutha, sorry, will be um the last be checkpoint. Yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be easy to get to. If you're if you're classed as crew as well, which we will, I'll I've got a laminated printout you can take. Um, you should be allowed in into that car oh, park because cool. Matilda be going in there as well. We just got to work just out the logistics. Put his vest on, Stephen. I yeah, would as well. Fake driving the car, then we look a bit look a bit official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clipboard and a and a hard hat. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. But you've just got to work out how we're getting Steve Sparling down there because we're going to drive him home. But um, he's just got to get, we got to get him in um, to be at checkpoint six. Oh, we'll work it so, out. Um, so, yeah, big, big, uh, big week coming up. This we had a bit of rain, we've got a bit of rain. So, we'll uh, see how those tracks hold out. But as Steve said, they had some rain and they've been okay. They dry out pretty quick. So, um, the weather's looking good for the. We were lucky. Hey, I thought we were going to be in the rain yesterday, but yeah. uh, you just, sun came out. Bless you. Rain, and, rain tomorrow, no? No. Yeah, and then uh, hopefully Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday sort of stop in, and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, a good day, twenty degrees, nine overnight. Be a cold, nice chilly cold. start. Five thirty, five thirty start. Yeah, it'll be cold, and then when it's dark again, it's dark. You need a headlamp for, won't you? For the start, yeah. And Don't then get six thirty. Then obviously at the, in the evening when we click over. Yeah, you want gloves and everything, eh? I've got some arm sleeves if you want to borrow them. Um, I've got arm sleeves I'm going to wear. I've got all that sorted out in a wind vest, and then I'll take that off. And if it gets hot, and I'll just leave it unzipped. And it's not going to be warm. You know, you're in you're in the shade as well up there on that mountain. So um, it's going to be cold. It's not anything. going to be. It's going to yeah. It's going to be yeah. So I'll just uh, plenty of kit in the car to to um, get Matilda be driving around with. So she's crew boss. She's crew boss for the day. She's head. You um, I remember when I did my that ninety six k thing. I always changed my socks every checkpoint. Yeah, but I just think if you've not got a problem, then don't change them. That's my sort of. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's my philosophy. But I'll have spare socks in my bag. But if your feet are dry, then um, I think just keep on. I got a pair. I forgot to tell you that I got a pair of Stargan socks at that expo for ten bucks. Yeah, I didn't wear them because I didn't want to wear anything new on the race day. I wore the older Stargan socks. Okay, frozen my pair. I didn't agree with me. They're pretty tight, aren't they? Yeah, they just. What, just what ones the... were they? Ones you give me? What then, Great Britain ones? Yeah, they're, they're Stargan. They're just the nylon. I prefer more of a cottony, bit more cottony in it rather than that dead like that so a bit a bit more thickness to it but i've got to lube up with the um with the anti-chafe stuff as well so so i don't get that sock burnt and that so, so your feet i've got a pair of in gingy to put in there as well because i start getting blisters between the toes i can lube my toes up and put me in gingy socks on as well and then lube oh, the sock no, as well it might, yeah but there's no point putting them on when you're starting to get blisters you might as well wear them so you don't get blisters. Yeah, but I don't usually wear, I usually get blisters in between my toes anyway. So um, just trying to prevent something that I don't need to prevent um, because I don't get it. I'd be know. Vaseline all your toes up just in case. Yeah, I think I will just. You'll probably um, lose a couple of toenails anyway. So I think 100 and, 116, 112K, I might get a bit of damage. Yeah, I lost yeah. a toenail when I did my one. Big toe. 
Nah, the one next to it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Just depends how your feet are sliding in your shoes as well. And you just, it's okay over 40, 50K, but once you do double that in one day, that's when you find out something you didn't know was there. You're going into just completely uncharted territory there, aren't you? <clears throat> yeah. Anything can happen. It'll be a big day. So we'll see you on the other side of that, everyone. <laughs> yeah. All righto. We'll catch you later. Sparling checked out earlier. He's got to go to work. Yeah. Well done again, Practice. Steve. Just an yeah. awesome, Cheers, boys. awesome Thanks for coming. Well done, mate. It was awesome. Have a rest. Have a rest now. Yeah. Have, Have a, beer. a beer. Put your feet up. Do. Get back to work. <laughs> All right. See you. Yeah. Later. See you, mate. time.